when it comes to things like sowing very often what believers have done and i to an extent do blame preachers and yeah but the teaching has completely simply gone on the notion that when it comes to blessing what or rather even sowing what we are talking about is finances no sowing this i will i always use the first parable of jesus because even jesus calls it the most important parable so generally a lot of my examples and a lot of what i share stems from this particular parable jesus speaks about the first parable and he talks about how a man goes into the field to sow seeds and then he says some fell by the wayside some fell by the rocks some fell by the shallow ground but some fell into the good soil and then when he begins to explain the parable to the disciples he says to them the rocky ground or rather the seed is the word of god this is jesus talking about a seed and he says the seed is the word of god and then if the seed then is the word of god and then when we go then to john chapter 1 it says in the beginning was the word the word was with god the word was god the same was with him in the beginning and there was nothing made that was not made by him referring to the word of god he says in the beginning and jesus called the word the seed so we can come back and say in the beginning was the seed and the seed was with god and the seed was god the same seed <laughs> was with him in the beginning and there was nothing made that was not made by the seed that means anything that you want made in your life there is a seed that must be planted and in the absence of that seed that thing can never be made in your life oh you see for your life to take and when you go the, the thing about it is especially when you read it in the book of Matthew Jesus continually uses the 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 idea of a seed and then he comes back again and he says uh, there was a man that planted into the field and then he, when he comes there he says uh, the seed and he talks about the thistles his enemies that came and planted the thistles and he says the seed are the sons of men oh that means there are people that can be planted into your life there are things that can be planted in your life. and yet he also talks about his enemy coming and also planting seeds that means there are people and even things that can also be planted in your life and the thing about thorns and thistles is that they grow quicker than maize they grow quicker than basically the vegetation that you're actually looking for that means rapid growth of a relationship is no sign that that relationship is from god 
but now that's that's really not uh, so when we are now talking about sowing we must understand that in the beginning there is seed you are a walking warehouse of seeds and you can literally sow yourself into any future you want you see to enter into certain places that's what the bible talks about enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise that means there are certain gates before you can enter them you must sow seeds of praise even in the presence of God, whether you are a child of God or not, before you can enter into his courts, you must enter with seeds of praise. Praise is a seed. Prayer is a seed. A smile is a seed. Dishonor is a seed. You see, when you go and you study all of the Ten Commandments, you realize that the first four is simply about honoring God. And the last six are about honoring men that means and when you go and you read it in leviticus 18 i believe i think it's around 24 so god actually explains to them why he's giving them so many laws he says these are the things that the children the the the, the 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 people of canaan have done and the land is now spewing them out the land that i'm leading you into the land has rejected the people so there are lands that can reject people because they have sown seeds of dishonor so seeds, God gives you seed. God plants seeds into your life. And you now go and dictate, you now go and decide what you are going to do with those seeds. Anything you want in your life right now, is already on the inside of you but it is on the inside of you in the form of a seed there are people who sow certain things in their lives that's why you must never be shocked of what comes at your life because a lot of what comes into your life is as a result of things that you have sown or failed to sow you see because even nothing is a seed when you sow nothing, you reap a harvest of nothing. So if nothing is entering your life in a particular area, you must come back and ask yourself, what have you been sowing in that area? You see, you find a lot of believers, they say, um, Sir, they are... <laughs> they, okay, I'll just use it. Um, let's just use finances, for instance. They will say money is difficult to come by. And then immediately I say to them, what seeds have you been sowing? This is not just finances. No. What problems have you been sowing? What problems are you designed? Or rather, what problems have you been fixing? Because there are problems on this planet that you are well equipped to fix, but you have decided not to fix them. You see, poverty or lack is simply a decision to not fix someone else's problem all the money you want on this planet is here already it's just that it's in someone else's hands and there are ways to now move things to happen so that the money now enters your hands or enters your account 
everything we do is a seed. When we as the as the men of God come on a Saturday and we minister to people at a Saturday meeting and we minister to people, the fact that we are there is a seed. The fact that we go and we prepare is a seed. The fact that we stand up there and we give of our best to the people is a seed. Tomorrow we come back and we reap certain rewards because of what we have been sowing. So in anything and in everything that you are looking to arrive at or in anything that you are looking to achieve, you must then ask yourself, what seeds reside inside of me? Because the thing about seeds is that whilst they are inside the fruit, have you ever wondered why seeds that are, in, even apple seeds that are inside the apple, they don't germinate from within there? Because they have this coat around them. And that coat causes them to be an inhibitor. Okay. It, 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 they, they inhibit. And so um, germination and all of those things, the process itself does not begin with inside the fruit. It's only when now the seed is now sown into the ground. The ground is completely designed to break down things to that place of it becoming a seed. That's why if you go and you... You, you place a picket fence, a wooden fence in your house. Every few years, you have to come back and replace it because underneath that fence, the earth is breaking down the wood because that's what the earth is designed to do. It breaks it down so that the seed can begin to grow. That is just how the earth is designed. So... There are seeds that God has given you. And as you sow those seeds, you are now able to expect a return. That's why Jesus, God even himself, after he caused the flood, he then says, For as long as the earth endures, seed time and harvest, summer and winter, shall not cease. So for as long as the earth, so for as long as the sun, you see the sun rising, and you see it setting, and the moon is coming, for as long as you are seeing all of that, there is one thing that God has said. He said, for as long as the earth endures, sea time and harvest will never cease. It will never cease. And it's interesting because he said he calls it seed time, but he does not call harvest. He does not call it harvest time. He said it is seed time. That means sowing is time sensitive. You must do things in a timely manner. In order for you to reap the full rewards. it's not, And this is basic farming. <laughs> there are certain seeds that need to be in by a particular time. If you go and you put them in later. Um, the, the, the weather has changed and whatever else. And they don't grow as well. So all of those things are present. And that is sowing. So in every place. That's why personally I always look for problems. I am, I am my own biggest critic. I am one of the people that are constantly, whenever I enter into a place, I don't just look at what I can benefit from that place because I understand that my true benefit, my true harvest is in the seeds I am going to plant in that place. So when you are looking for 
the true benefit or even a grace of God. If, if I enter into the place, let's say for instance a church that I may attend. If I get to that church, I'm not so concentrated about who the man of God is. Though that plays a factor because of what God will say. God will then be the one to say, I want you in this particular ministry and whatever else. However, when I arrive there, I understand that God has placed seeds inside of me. And it is in my sowing of those seeds that I now become a true benefactor of that land. I become a true benefactor of what is happening in that place. So if God comes, for instance, those of you that are, for instance, people that come to EPM and they wonder why generally they do not benefit from what happens at EPM, you must ask yourself, of the seeds that God has given you, we are not just talking about financial seeds. We are talking about of all of what God has placed inside of you. How much of that has been sown into that place, into that very land that you claim to be at? And it is only when you sow all of that, when you sow into that place, it's no, I always use this example because it, 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 it perfectly explains this thing. There was a day where I went with my eldest brother to his workplace. It was not intentional. He was supposed to take me to a place in Centurion and we got that the lines were just insane and I was not going to be able to get the appointment I wanted. So he was already late for work at the time or rather he was going to be late for work at the time if he had to first drop me off in Pretoria then go to work. So he just said, no, let's just go to my work and then I just need to sort out some stuff and then I'll drop you off. And I said, no, it's not a problem. We can just stay there until you knock off and then we can head down. I was there the whole day. <laughs> he didn't do anything that I didn't do. When he had to go fix whatever he had to fix, I was with him. And I even helped him fix it. And yet, come the 25th of that month, when his company paid him, they didn't pay me. Yet I was there with him. I clocked in when he clocked in. I signed in when he signed in. I was there the whole day. I had for lunch what he had for lunch. <laughs> I helped fix what he was fixing. And yet, when the salary came, they didn't say, all right, you guys were together, so for this day, uh, we are giving this one half and we are giving this one half. No. Why is that? That is because the company he works for, they don't pay him <laughs> necessarily based on what he does. They pay him based on the agreement they have entered into together. They pay him because he has a seed and he may have special skills and special knowledge that the company actually needs. And so they enter together into an agreement that, listen, if you will give us your skills and your time, we will give you this amount of money every month. So now, every month he is having to sow his knowledge into the further, into the betterment of this vision, into the betterment of this company. And then in return, that company gives him money. That is an agreement he has entered into with the representatives of the vision, with the representatives of that company.
that is how you reap in every environment that you're trying to bring into. You must ask yourself, what value am I bringing? This is why most people actually fail in business because they believe it's all about starting a business. It's not about starting a business. People will pay you anything you ask if they if they place a level of value in what you do. So now what you do then becomes a seed and what they are willing to pay you becomes your harvest. That is the same even in spiritual things. When God leads you into a particular place, when God leads you unto a particular mentor and whatever else, the true benefit is not so much what they are going to teach you. The true benefit is that you are now in an environment where you can sow seeds of honor, sowing seeds of teachability, sowing seeds of actually following instructions. And when you start doing those things, biblically, you are now entitled to certain harvests. That's why the Bible says, poverty and shame shall be to him that refuseth instruction. That means when you are now in a place where you are, you are able to receive certain instructions, now all of a sudden, and you are able to follow through on those instructions, you are now entitled to riches and honor because God brings you into a place where instructions are being con constantly being given. That's why you, that's why personally I'm a huge believer in mentorship. I'm a huge believer in submission because that's where now you're in an environment where instructions are constantly being given out. And one thing I'm learning more and more is that the, the bigger the vision, the bigger the ministry, the less instructions are actually followed by most people which gives that that puts you at an advantage you are a person that can follow instructions because that means now you are able to come back to god and say god i followed instructions i did what i was supposed to do now i am entitled to a harvest of honor i'm entitled to a harvest of riches that is sowing Every place that you are going into, every place that God leads you into, you must ask yourself, what seeds do I have that are relevant to this place? What seeds do I have that are relevant to what is happening here? What can I give? Not so much what you can get, but what can I give? What can I give? What is it that this place actually needs that I actually have? Is it money? Is it hands, people that are there to serve and whatever? That's how I do my things. That's how I always do it. Not just in a church setting. Even if a friend invites me to a family gathering that they are having and whatever, I get there and I say, how can I help? Why? Because I understand that in every place there are seeds. God has given me seeds that I can sow into that environment. And as I sow my seeds, I am now already automatically planting for tomorrow i am already entitled to harvest every day i look at what have i planted today what seeds have i sown today that's why i'm such an avid reader that's why i study so much that's why i i i, I start businesses i try helping people with their businesses and whatever all of that is me sowing seeds i never go a day without sowing a level of seeds in whatever shape or form, so that I know that I am already, tomorrow I am entitled to a particular harvest. The day after tomorrow, I'm entitled to a particular harvest. A lot of people do not live their lives like that. That's why they they really ever benefit, even when they enter into places of 
greatness even in environments of greatness very rarely are they able to come back and testify of what god is doing in their lives in that place god brings you into environments that are conducive for certain seeds and if you do not sow the seeds you will be shocked that you'll come out of that environment and yet you come out with nothing because god brings you into environments once he brings you into that environment he expects that you know that there are seeds i need to sow in this environment god has made the perfect environment for me to sow seeds of learning about business, of learning about the prophetic, of learning about whatever else. And if, as you sow your seeds, you now become entitled to harvest. Just as God himself, without sowing the seed of the word, saying, let there be light, he was not entitled to a harvest of light. Without God speaking, saying, let there be this, let there be that, he was not entitled to a harvest of whatever else he was saying. So even God, you see, we generally say, uh, Okay, but we won't talk about that one. So even in your own life, it is exactly the same. You need to be sowing seeds. Just as God says, in the beginning was the word. And Jesus says, the seed is the word. That means in the beginning, there are seeds. In the beginning is the seed. <laughs> Which almost answers the question, what came first, the chicken or the egg? The Bible says, in the beginning was the seed, not the fruit. <laughs> but no that's just a joke don't think too much of it within the seed you can build any future you want you can give your way into every you can sow your way in into any future you want something there's something that dr mike Murdoch says then i've even written it on my wall where i work he says something in your present must be exchanged for what you want in your future that's where sowing comes into the picture that's where i always tell people i don't believe in attendance i believe in serving i believe in getting involved that is just how i am i can never come into an environment and just attend i'm not an attender i'm not that kind of person i'd rather stay at home because i i i, I don't see the point I'm always looking for ways and means to get involved in whatever vision I'm involved in, in whatever purpose and whatever. So that's why I constantly spend so much time doing research and whatever. So I'm constantly trying to see how can I add more value? How can I sow more seeds into this environment that entitles me to more harvest of honor, more harvest of riches that's how i do my things in every environment look for how you can actually add more value to that place how is the place that you are in better because you were there when you look at jacob jacob served in laban's house and laban became extremely rich because of jacob jacob got the carrying the blessing of god and things began to change in laban's house when you look at joseph joseph got to potiphar's house things began to change god began to bless the man joseph was busy adding value when you see what happened to joseph when he was in the prison, he was constantly adding value. And as he's adding this value, irrespective of the fact that he is unfairly being treated, he's there because of an unfair judgment, an unfair assessment by some lady, but he's there still adding value. That's how, that's how he's rising to being the top, the top person even in, 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 in the prison. And even in that place, he is still adding value. In the absence of, De of Joseph actually adding value to the life of the wine bearer and in the, in the life of the baker, 
Joseph is bound to stay in that prison forever. But he understands that if I'm going to make my way out of here, I need to constantly be adding value in every environment I'm in. There's something that God has given me that can add value to that place. Generally, we are waiting for God to bring us to the palace. The only way you get to the palace is by adding value from where you are. It's by adding value even as a servant in Potiphar's house. What value are you adding from where you are? What value are you adding whilst you are in your prison? That is how you get to the palace. There are seeds that you must sow that now entitle you to certain open doors. Had Joseph not sat there with the wine bearer and said, what value can I add to these people that can actually change their lives? When the wine bearer is now back in the palace, he will not remember you. If you want to be remembered, sow a seed that can't be forgotten.